are back with another episode of the Get Fit Lose Weight podcast show. If you are new here, my name's Ross. I'm a certified personal trainer and I set this podcast up to give people as much help and advice on a subject which I know a lot of people uh, wonder about and they've got questions about, especially getting fit and losing weight is a very big thing for a lot of people. I know it's quite a serious subject. It can really affect people's lives. So I'm just going to give you some really uh, realistic help that hopefully the strategies I speak about, you can implement them straight away. Um, I do this for a living. I'm certified personal trainer i run my own personal training company i've been in the industry for over 20 years so i've got quite a good idea of what works and what doesn't and in today's podcast i want to speak about six simple ways to lose belly fat based on science now uh, before i go into too much about this um this will really put you on the right track to lose the stubborn belly fat. However, I don't want you to get the wrong idea about this is going to be a magic formula and it's going to sort all your problems out. Um, I've been doing this way too long to give anyone any guarantees. And there is such a thing as you cannot really spot reduce belly fat or anywhere on the body. So what I mean by that is you can't decide to target really one area and just home in on that and just lose uh, body fat from your right arm. Um, it's not really how it works. It will go from places it decides to go from, which normally is your hands, your neck, and the subject we're talking about today, which is how to lose it from your belly fat, um, this will certainly encourage you to lose it from there, but I'm certainly not saying it's going to laser in and just lose it from there. But this will give you a very good chance of targeting around that area and obviously other areas. I can't say that it's going to do all your belly and not anything else. Your body's very clever. But this, these strategies and these ways I speak about will certainly help the belly area. So I hope... I've sort of cleared that up because I would be doing you a very big disservice if I was just giving you ways that would just burn the belly fat area. This will certainly help, but it will go from everywhere else. So getting that out of the way, um, losing abdominal fat or belly fat, as it's some people probably call it, it's a very common weight loss goal. Um, I've been in the industry for, as I said, probably 20 years and it's something we get asked a lot as personal trainers normally it's I want to lose weight for my belly I want to lose weight for my hips uh, and bingo wings now depending on where you're listening this podcast from um, bingo wings where I'm from which is the United Kingdom uh, is the back of your upper arm you know the the bit where you get the especially more females tend to ask about this but it is men as well so you know we get asked these things can we burn fat just from here and i tend to give them 
yeah, the same bit of spiel I give you just now, but you can't really spot reduce where fat comes from, but you can certainly help yourself on those sort of things. Um, now, the, the abdominal fat is particularly a, a harmful type of fat, just to give you a bit of an idea of what we're talking about. The research, it suggests it's got strong links with diabetes, um, like the type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So it's it's quite, um, you know, an ascetic, people want to look like it's gone, but it's actually got a quite serious side to it as well. The type 2 diabetes and heart disease is linked to it. So it's also one which your doctor probably would like to see disappear as well. Um, so, you know, for this reason, losing the fat can have a significant benefit to your health and probably your, and your well-being as usual. Now, when it comes to looking at your abdominal fat or your belly fat, there is certain ways you can measure it. Um, you can do it. Uh, you can get some like scales that do your body composition. And that will tend to tell you your overall body percentage. But... I find in the time I've been doing this, I find the best way is you can actually measure it by measuring the circumference around your waist with a tape measure. Um, it, you know, it's not dead on accurate because you've got to be careful you don't pull the tape tight or looser, but it will certainly give you a really good idea of what's going on. Now, as a rule, as as a general guide, what I do at the measurements above 40 inches which is around 102 centimetres in men, and 35 inches, which is about 88 centimetres in women, are known as abdominal obesity. So that's as a rough guide. Don't get too worried about all that. I mean, but it's it's a rough guide to give you an idea if you're wondering where you are. Um, and... Certain weight loss strategies can target the fat and the belly area more than other areas of the body. But, as I mentioned, it can certainly target it, but we're not talking about miracles. So I've written down six evidence-based ways of losing belly fat. Now, I like to use the evidence-based ways because there's quite a bit of research on it. Um, it's not just me deciding to tell you what I think works. I have implemented these um, these six strategies with a lot of my clients. Um, sometimes not all six. You can maybe choose, you know, three or four and with an aim to building up. But... Um, I would certainly recommend trying to implement one of these, some of these... And before I start going through the list of six, I think it was six, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I've got six of them. Um, you know, I, I want you to know that you may have heard of some of these before. Some of them you may think, I have heard this before, come on, give me something new. However, I want you to take a, a fresh look at what I'm talking about because you can always go over old ground with trying to implement a healthy eating strategies so some things you thought may not have worked in the past they are worth revisiting um i'm probably not going to say to be honest with you anything you may not have heard before however i want to remind you of things that work and sometimes if you have not got the results you wanted in the past 
you can think that what you're doing isn't working. However, it may just be that you haven't maybe taken the right angle or maybe just missed something. So the number one thing I've got written down here, and I've made six notes, I want you to avoid sugar and sugary sweetened drinks. Now, most of these foods with added sugars are not great for your health at all. And they can, you know, they can definitely lead to weight gain. 100% they can. Now, there's some studies show that sugar has uniquely harmful effects on your metabolic health. Now, that's not anything new, is it? We sort of know sugar isn't great for you. And I was reading some studies that excessive sugar, mostly due to the large amounts of fructose, can lead to a build-up around your belly area and your liver, actually, as well. So remember, it's your liver we're talking about and your belly area. Because sugar is half glucose and half fructose. So, you know, when you eat a lot of these added sugary foods, the liver does tend to get overloaded with fructose and it just basically forces it to turn into fat. Um, And, you know, some believe that this is the main process behind the sugar's harmful effects on health, which, you know, makes sense to me. And it increases the fat in the liver, which obviously leads to the insulin resistance and causes, you know, I'm not a doctor, but it causes various metabolic problems. So the, and interestingly, actually, um, I was updating myself on this and I did know this, but I'd actually, it slipped my memory, but there's a lot of evidence now that the liquid sugar, that's the liquid sugar, so a drink, for example, is worse in this regard because the brain doesn't seem to register the liquid calories and um, in the same way it would as like solid calories. So basically, when you drink the sugary drinks, you can end up eating a lot more calories because your brain just isn't registering the liquid the same as the solid. Now, that is very interesting. So basically, the sugary drinks, you can drink a lot more of. And there's also like this um, study they observed that children were 60% more likely to develop obesity with the additional daily serving of sugar. So thinking about your children they were 60% more likely to develop obesity with each additional daily serving of sugar and remember we're saying sugar but that's you know of sweetened sweetened beverages so there's quite a bit of you know when you think about it there's quite a bit of evidence there to suggest why we need to cut down the sugar and you can try certain things You can try to minimise the amount of sugar in your diet, obviously, and consider completely eliminating sugary drinks. Now, remember the sugary drinks, you can consume a lot more for your brain nose, so that is a big one. And this also includes the sugar-sweetened beverages, you know, the sodas, fruit juices, and also don't forget about these high-sugary sports drinks. You don't really need them unless you're... I know a lot of people drink these sports drinks. However, be very mindful of the sugar in them if you're trying to lose weight. They have their benefits. They certainly do. But just be mindful of the amount of sugar in them if you are trying to lose weight is my recommendation. You can even read the labels to make sure products do not contain you know, the sugars. 
Even foods sometimes marked as healthy foods, they can contain like significant amounts of sugar. Um, so, you know, just be mindful of the sugar you're consuming. And, you know, just to sort of summarize this section, so excess sugar consumption, it may be one of the main things of excess fat in the belly area and the liver. And remember the main one, particularly true of sugary beverages like soft drinks. Right, okay, so let's move on to number two. Now this one is banded around quite a bit, and I know it is, but I'm going to speak about it anyway. No doubt you've heard, increase more protein. Now, protein may be the most important macronutrient for weight loss. Now there's a lot of research on this that it reduces cravings down by 60%. And it can also boost your metabolism by 80 to 100 calories per day which obviously helps you eat less calories overall. So if your goal is weight loss, and we sort of know it is, adding protein may be the single most effective change that you can actually make in your diet. Um, And it can be done various ways. It can obviously be done by changing your diet. If If you've got a special dietary requirement, I'll speak about that in a minute. But it can not only... Um, help you lose weight but it can may also help you avoid regaining weight it has, you know, it's got a particular effect in reducing abdominal fat there's a study that showed people that ate more and better protein had a much less abdominal fat measurement and bear in mind the, you know, keep these um, studies in your mind the, these studies are very good from source, very good source. And another study indicated that the protein was linked to a significantly reduced chance of abdominal fat gain in over five years in women. So these are, you know, very good studies to think about. Now, this study also linked refined carbs and oils to more abdominal fat and linked fruit and vegetables to reduce fat. Basically, a lot of these observe that protein helps weight loss. And people getting around 25 to 30% of their calories from the protein. Therefore, this may be a good range to try. So I always think that's quite a nice range. It can vary, but if you try and get 25 to 30% calories from your protein, you're certainly getting a nice bit of protein in, depending on what your level is already. But if you can look at that, that's not a bad place to start. And you can try increasing your intake of high-protein foods. Now, we've all heard this. So there's things like whole eggs, fish, nuts, meats, and dairy products. These are some of the best protein sources for your diet. But bear in mind, if you are a vegetarian or you have a vegan diet, you can check out online. There's plenty of ways you can increase your protein as well. Something I'm asked about a lot is about protein shakes. So if you struggle with getting enough protein in your diet, you can get um you know, get a protein shake that you like, like a whey protein, uh 
it's sort of don't think that they're there are a supplement. There's probably a lot of weight put on these protein shakes and stuff. They are okay, but they're not miracle workers as well. Um, it's like a healthy and more probably convenient way to boost your protein intake and your calorie intake. You can find plenty of protein powders online. So it's like a, it is a convenient way of getting protein, and I have used them myself. If you're on the go and you're busy, and you think, oh, I can't get protein in, or I need some calories, you can get um, shakes which have a certain amount of carbohydrates, proteins, and fat, which is like a more of a, a meal replacement, or you can get ones which is just a protein, so it depends what you want, but they've all got protein in them if you need them. So the summary of this one, eating plenty of protein can boost your metabolism and reduce your hunger levels, which is really important. Um, it makes it a very effective way of weight loss and it's been around a long time increasing your protein does help you stay fuller for longer actually and several studies suggest that protein is particularly effective against abdominal fat so that is another one to think about so that's your protein intake and i've got number three here which again you may have heard but i'm going to speak to you about it is eat fewer carbohydrates now, this is a way, it is not the only way, but it, it, it can be an effective way to lose weight. And it is supported by numerous studies. When people cut carbs, they tend to, their weight goes down, which makes absolute sense. And they did more than this study I had written down here, more than 20 random, uh, randomized controlled studies have now shown that a low-carb diet sometimes leads to two to three times more weight loss than low-fat diets. Again, that's not news to me. I I understand that. Um, so there's various studies. Low-carb diets also lead to quick reductions in in water weight, which gives people fast results. People often see different on the scale of the one to two days. But bearing in mind, um, bearing in mind that there is a difference between weight loss and fat loss, a low carb diet you do lose stuff early on quick but it's not always fat it could be a mixture of uh, stores of fluids of water so um and carbohydrates so you do get weight loss results quick with that but be mindful that you you're best to do strength training with it and keep your protein intake high do you want to minimize the muscle loss with these so it is a common thing uh, Low-carb diets do lead to quick reductions in water weight, which gives people the results. But bear in mind, it's not always body fat, okay? There is a difference. Um, studies comparing low-carb and low-fat diets indicate that low-carb diet eating significantly reduces fat in the abdominal area. Okay, yeah. So what I'll take from that is you... A low-carb diet, you will lose weight, but it may not be the weight you want. Bear that in mind. It may be everything else apart from fat, at least for the beginning. Um, you know, just like avoiding refined carbs like sugar, sweets, and white bread should be enough, especially if you're keeping your protein intake high. So that's something I spoke about before. Um 
just avoiding refined carbs like sugar, sweets, white bread, may be enough. But also maintain your protein intake high. You know, if your goal is to lose weight fast, some people reduce their carbs intake by 50 grams per day. And this will put you in the ketosis ketosis state. Um, and your body starts burning fats as its main fuel appetite is reduced. So that could be quite drastic as well. But that's a way you can do it. Low-carb diets have many other health benefits besides just weight loss. For example, they can significantly improve the health in people with type 2 diabetes. So in, in summary here, the studies have shown that Carb cutting, as it's sometimes called, is particularly effective at getting rid of belly fat in that area around the organs and the liver. Remember, this is one way of doing it. There is other ways. You may not be someone that wants to cut your carbs down too much. I would take from this that simply cutting out, I would tell my clients simply cut out out like white bread, sugary snacks and things like that may be enough. Don't stress too much about it, but it does work. Um, So yeah, that's what I would take from that as my personal advice. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Next one, number four. Yeah, this one's a good one. Eat fiber-rich foods. Um, Fiber is really good. Um, It's something that we need to have in. It can help with weight loss. Uh, However, um, the type of fiber is important. So, depending on what you do, it appears that mostly the soluble fibers have the best effect on your weight. These are fibers that bind water from a thick gel that just sits in your gut. Now, this gel can uh, dramatically slow down the movement of food through your digestive system. And it can also slow down the digestion and absorption of nutrients. And the result is a prolonged feeling of fullness and reduced appetite. So you may have heard of that before. Fiber can reduce your appetite down. So obviously... That leads very nicely into eating less calories. And there's one review study found that in addition to four, an additional 14 grams of fiber per day was linked to a 10% decrease in calorie intake and weight loss of 4.5 4. pounds, about two kilos over four months. So there you go. So take from this fiber is good if you're on the if you're on a weight loss journey. Um, the best way is probably to get more fiber is to eat a lot of plant foods. So things like vegetables and fruits are also a good source. Some cereals as well, such as whole oats. Um, there is there is supplements you can take, uh, fiber supplements as well. So maybe something you want to look at. 
but it's important to talk to someone about it, your provider that can introduce any supplements to your regime so again in summary there is some evidence i would say that soluble dietary fiber can lead to reduced amounts of belly fat this should cause quite a good improvement in your metabolic health and reduce the risks of certain diseases as well so that's fiber so introduce some fiber definitely oh the good old next one exercise regularly who's heard that before <laughs> so we know exercise is among the best things you can do to increase the chances of living longer healthy life and sort of fending off diseases and things like that um, it can help reduce fat well that's not a surprise um this, by the way, this doesn't mean doing abdominal exercises as spot reduction, which I mentioned before. Losing fat in one knot is in one place is something you want to focus on too much. Um, in the study, I'm just going to read you a quote. In the study, a six week of training, just abdominal muscles had no measurable effects on weight circumference or the amount of fat and the abdominal cavity so that ties into what i mentioned before so they did a study and they trained for six weeks of training just the abdominal muscles so that may have been crunches or whatever it had no measurable effect on the weight circumference or the amount of fat in the abdominal cavity so that proves that you even though you're working the the abdominal area uh, you don't burn fat from that, which is what I mentioned earlier in the podcast about spot reduction. So weight training and cardiovascular exercise will reduce fat loss across the body. Yep, so I agree with that. Weight training, um, aerobic exercise like walking, running and swimming can all major reductions, yes. And there is another study. So you can see there's quite a lot of studies and all this. It can lead to reduction in inflammation, lower blood sugar levels and improvements in other metabolic problems associated with excess abdominal fat. So, you know, the exercise one is something you've heard before. So just think about it that in all in all, the exercise, it can be very effective for reducing abdominal fat and provide many, many other benefits. Many other benefits is the one you want to take from that. And the last one I always like to speak about is I've mentioned about in you know some other podcasts is to track your food intake. Most people that I train know that what they eat is important, but many don't know sort of what they're eating. And they can try and guess or they can try and remember. But, you know, I always think that, um, you know, you may not record what you eat, but your body does. <laughs> I just love that. And that's not something I come up with. I heard, I heard a trainer say that the other day. Uh, and I thought, how true is that? Even if you don't record what you eat, your body sure does. And that's so true. Because some people... Will think they're they would generally think they're eating well and they're not, 
A person might think that they're eating a high protein or low carb diet, but without keeping track, they can really drastically overestimate or underestimate uh, what's going on. And it doesn't mean tracking your food, you have to weigh and measure everything you eat. It can be as simple as just a few days in a row, you write down what you're eating and look at it and you can from that you can work out what areas you need to change or what you don't want to change. Something like planning ahead can help you achieve specific goals. You know, it's things like we've spoken about in the podcast. For example, like, you know, increasing your protein intake by 25 to 30% of calories. Or, you know, cutting down unhealthy carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates. And there's plenty of tools online, you know, you can, which will help you with your calorie counting if you want to go down that route. So, you know, as, as we sort of finish the end of what we've been talking about, I would just take from this that the abdominal fat or belly fat is linked to increased risk of certain diseases. And for most people, you can reduce your abdominal fat through taking on these key lifestyle changes that we've been speaking about today, such as eating healthy diet packed with lean protein, vegetables, fruit, and exercising regularly. And... You know, just just absorb some of the stuff you've listened to today. Some of it you might be doing. Some of it you may not be doing. Try and implement maybe three or four at the minimum of these things and think about them. But not necessarily think about them. Try and implement them. Listen to this podcast twice over if you need to or go about certain things. But that really is good advice. I would, I well, I know works because it's advice I give to my clients. I'm not saying you've got to measure anything. There's no there's no mention of calorie counting in there. You don't have to do all that. You don't even have to follow a strict plan, even though some people tell you do. Most of it can be done. And most of this is as much as some people will ever need to do to get the results. If you do stick to this and you keep in mind what you're doing with your food and implement some of these strategies, it, they do work. They really do work. Anyway, thank you for getting this far. If you've got this far through the podcast, that means you're serious about your health. If you want to see more stuff, maybe you can always subscribe to the podcast. And um, I hope you got something out of this. Have a look around the podcast. There's a lot more stuff, a lot more subjects. And I'll be back with another subject to get fit, losing weight soon. Until the next time, take care and I'll see you again soon.